Welcome to The Hub Crawl, a weekly roundtable podcast discussing all things Disney. I'm Eric. And I'm Tag. Each episode, we invite two guests to bring a question and talk about one of our favorite things, Disney. This week, we want to welcome a longtime Disney fan. She's been a fan since watching The Wonderful World of Disney on TV when she was very young. She's been a huge Disneyland fan since her first trip in 1973. She's also part of the welcoming committee on the DL Weekly Discord chat and a recent retiree from the U.S. Postal Service. Wow. We're welcoming Deanne to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. Man, Deanne's done a lot of things, so here we go. <laughs> also joining us this week is uh, an education consultant, a, also a DL Weekly community manager, an official Disney kid at heart who loves to celebrate the old, new, and what's to come for all things Disney. Uh, she was lucky to have grown up as a 90s kid during Disney's renaissance. Let's welcome Liberty to the show. Hello. I'm so happy to be here with you all. Well, thank you all for joining us. Let's start off with our first question this week from Eric. All right. So we're all sophisticated park folk here. We've been to to Disneyland, Disney World. We've, we're, we're familiar with the way things work. So what's your favorite attraction that you will go to every time you visit the parks, no matter how often your family shouts, come on, really? All right. Let's start with Deanne for her answer. Well, actually, my family says that every time I talk about going to a Disneyland trip, like, come on again. (laughs) But I would have to say for an attraction, it would be Pirates of the Caribbean. That's probably the one that we go on the most and everybody in the family can ride it. So that would be the one I would choose. So, Tag, what is your favorite attraction that you'll go on every time? Well, I have had this actually happen to me because you're talking about your family shouting enough already. This wasn't necessarily my family. Uh, I went, I brought a friend of mine from Wisconsin to Disneyland back in like 2012 timeframe, 2013 timeframe. And we went on the Little Mermaid like a jillion times. And the reason that we went on the Little Mermaid a jillion times was because one, it's an awesome dark ride. It's got an Omnimover system, all that good stuff. But also because it never has a line. So it was easy to go on a bunch of times. And every time we went on it, he goes, why are we doing this again? We've been (laughs) on it like three times already. And it was just like, sorry. Uh, But in Disneyland, the one that I actually get the most like groans from uh, my current group, which would be Teresa uh, and Vern and producer James, uh, I have to say is Casey Jr. Circus Train. I love riding the Casey Jr. Circus train. It's like my guilty pleasure Disneyland attraction because I just, I love whipping around and seeing Storybook Land canal boats and everything from there and all the different like miniature scapes. But every time I mention it, Teresa's like, no, we don't need to go on Casey Jr. Like it's, it's not as exciting as you remember it, Tag. Because one time I rode in the back and it felt very thrilling. Um, but that's my answer. So, uh, Liberty, what's uh, what's your enough already attraction? <laughs> yeah, so it took a while for me to think of this one, but what I always come back to is also the Haunted Mansion. Um, as far back as I can remember, going to the parks as an adult, I always started the parks with that ride and and ended the parks with that ride. And I always had to make sure that like midday, we did a midday ride as well. And 
Um, I also just depending on who I was with, if it was with friends or, you know, siblings, there was always some kind of grumblings about, oh, it's going to stop, you know, 98% of the time the ride, the doom buggy stop midway anyways, and the audio pauses, but it's something about where it stops that I think is really cool. Um, and since Halloween time is such a special time in my heart and just in terms of going to the parks at that time and the theming of everything and and the nightmare before Christmas overlay. I think that's also why it's really near and dear. It's because um, I just, I can't get enough of, of the doom buggies and and the music, especially the music is just so cool. Um, So yeah, that's one that I definitely um, will go on over and over again. What about you, Eric? Well, I'm more, you're all very Disneyland focused and that's great. (laughs) But uh, I'm a I'm a Walt Disney World guy. My so we have a people mover, and thankfully enough, my niece is enough, Eric. Oh enough. oh my! <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm jealous. Rubbing it in here, yeah. My nieces <laughs> love the people mover, which I'm very thankful for because I love the people mover, and I love the tiki room. And they were really, I was very nervous. Last time we all went as a big family gathering and they loved the Tiki room. They even tolerated the carousel of progress said that they liked that. Those are normally my go-tos for like, will they like it? Uh, But um, we're going in a few weeks again with my entire family. So we'll see if they still like those rides because um, even if, even if their opinions sour on any of these particular things, I will still drag my entire family into the tiki room and I will make them sing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're all supposed to sing like the birdies sing. It says right. it in the attraction. It, yeah. It's, it, it, it's an imperative. It's an order. Who doesn't listen to birds when they tell you to sing? So yeah. Yeah. Come on. That wraps up our first question. So now let's go to Deanne for your question. If you could ride one attraction at a slower pace, what would it be and why? And we will have Tag answer that first. This is a tough one because I feel like the pacing in an attraction is done in a very controlled way. They they want you to experience it at a certain speed. But if I had to pick one, and I'm sure there might be something else somewhere... I would have to say maybe like the Incredicoaster because there's uh, so many different things to see and it just seems like it goes by so fast when you're on there. And that's kind of how I felt this last time. And I love Edna Mode and I love everything with the Incredicoaster. So I feel like maybe if that could slow down. Although while I was answering this, I feel like I should also give a runner up to... Oh, it fell out of my head that quick. What the heck? Well... I guess it doesn't matter now. Was it uh, Disneyland or DCA? I don't even remember. Like I was there and then I had to talk about the credit coaster and then it just like fell out of my head. That's okay. You're saying, it it, you know, Mr. Lincoln, we need more time with <laughs> Mr. Lincoln. <laughs> yes. It needs to go much, much slower. No, uh, but no, in credit coaster, I think is a, is a good one for that. So uh, how about you, Liberty? Yeah, this one's a really great question, Dan. Um, I would say the first attraction that comes to mind is a Disneyland one. Obviously, that's my home park. And it's Snow White's Enchanted Wish. This was formerly Snow White's Scary Adventures, I think. And I think for decades, like this attraction has been, you know, frightening young kids. (laughs) I actually 
as a child, I wasn't as scared because I think I always just really, I loved the movie watching it as a kid growing up and just the, the whimsical like nature around it. Um, and, and the seven dwarves. So I think because of all the shiny new updates, I feel like I want it to go slower and I want to be able to look at every little detail, all of the twinkling lights, the gorgeous special effects. I mean, they did it a fantastic job with this, this refurbished attraction and the final scene, no spoilers. If, if at this point you haven't been on it, then what are you doing with your life? But the final <laughs> scene is, is beautifully executed. And I just, I always take out my phone and I record that, that scene. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's something that I definitely would want to, to, to ride at a much slower pace. How about you, Eric? What are, what is your attraction that you'd like to ride at a slower pace and, and why? Yeah, it's um, Haunted Mansion. Although, Tag, I'd love to see how you slow down a, a roller coaster. Um, yes. <laughs> I, I see what you're going for, but, but yeah, for me, it's Haunted Mansion. It always feels too fast. I feel like it used to be slower. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, it, maybe I'm sounding like a crazy old person. Yeah, it used to be slower. You used to be able to go up and shake hands with that, that, that ghost over there. I don't know. But, uh, you know, it's, it, it's such a great ride with so many different scenes that kind of where you, you find something new every time you go. Uh, Pirates has the same sort of uh, situation and um, really Pirates has a, they, they move a little bit slower because there's always that point when you're halfway through the, the burning town where you run into the boat in front of you and you get to kind of sit there for a few minutes wondering if that fire is real. So Pirates, similar situation, probably has enough slowdowns built in. Haunted Mansion being an Omnimover, it, they could slow it down a little bit and I, I would have a little bit more fun in there. What do you think, Deanne? Well, yeah, I think a lot of attractions would be fun to experience slower just to be able to see everything. But then we go on them multiple times, so I guess that's okay. But the one attraction, I've thought about this for actually a very long time. I wish they would slow down just a one-time deal for the Guardians of the Galaxy. Because <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with that attraction. <laughs> I love the theme. I love when the elevators doors open up and you see the scenes and you kind of have that float, float, floatness. No floatness. How do you, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like that zero no gravi- G zero. zero. Yeah. That kind of like you're floating for a little bit, mm-hmm. but then bam, time. it goes up or down. Time, yeah. Yes. <laughs> And um, I just think it'd be fun to have the elevator go slower and you could still have that weightless feeling a little bit, but not so erratic up and down, up and down. So and pause longer when the doors are open at the very top, because I do like looking out over the park. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. What's the point of having that open to the outside world other than hearing your screams if you can't take a moment to enjoy it? Uh, I did remember my other ones. It was Midway Mania or Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters because I always feel like the games go so fast. 
and by the time you're done, you're like, what What just happened? The whole attraction went by me. Um, I also wanted to mention about the Haunted Mansion, Eric. Um, have you not been on it recently? I feel like every time I'm on the Haunted Mansion, it either slows down for that, like, that mode to let you know, ADA people on or whatever, or it just stops. So I feel well, like every time I ride it, I don't get a full speed through the whole thing. That's that's fair, but I never stop at a different place. I want to stop at a different spot. I've been stopped at the final scene, the uh, the opera singer scene. I was there for half an hour one time, and that's cool, but I want to stop in front of a different place, oh, you know? <laughs> I think you're right, though, because, like, Teresa and I got stopped right past the floating candelabra in the hallway, like right before you get to the the hallway with the with the doors knocking, that's where we got stopped. Like almost every time, it feels like we also get slowed down or stopped in the séance room, and then usually it's somewhere in the in the graveyard. Yeah, I'd love to get stopped in different places. Yeah, it just makes it. Apparently, up. you just need to go to the parks with us and ride these. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Well, that's two questions down, which means we have reached our halfway point. So it's time to ask for your support. So if you enjoy listening to us every couple weeks talk about four cool Disney topics and a bonus, uh, sometimes that bonus is only for supporters, uh, you'll want to become a supporter. To do that, go to thehubcrawl.com slash support to sign up. We look forward to seeing as many of you as possible and hearing all of the great amazing options that we have for bonus questions that we put out there on a weekly basis. Yeah, weekly. (laughs) Uh, On a (laughs) bi-weekly basis. (laughs) All right. Well, it's time to get back to our questions. Let's hear what Teg has for us this week. I am going out of my normal zone of comfort here, and I'm going to ask a Disney World question. I know. Eric, I did it for you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) On your next trip to Walt Disney World, what is your park hopping order? So this time we're going to go to Liberty. Just want to put it out there. I've been to Disney World once. It was during the pandemic. Um, It was lovely because the crowd levels were really low. And for the first time experiencing those different parts, the four different parks, it was actually pretty amazing. I went with my mom in November of 2020. And in terms of a park hopping order, um, you know, when we went, we had one park per day and we didn't, we didn't really hop. I don't think you could do it at that time, but just from what I've known now, I would definitely want to bookend my, my trip with magic kingdom. So I always want to start with magic kingdom because that is when I think about Disneyland and the original magic kingdom and just that being my home park, all of the nostalgia lives right there in in those rides and the attractions there. And then I think I would hop over to animal kingdom and my third park would be Hollywood studios. And I would want to end at Epcot. Now, if we're park hopping just for the day, it's going to be pretty overwhelming (laughs) to do that all in one day. I'm sure folks do it like Walt Disney world regulars do it, but Something about the midday or mid morning in Animal Kingdom is, was really cool for me to experience because the animals are out. It just it feels like a really good time of day to to wander um, and just take in all of Animal Kingdom and just the beautiful just the beautiful nature aspect. And then I think afternoon in Hollywood Studios, Galaxy's Edge. I'm gonna prioritize that. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And I really liked my evenings at Epcot. When our first time there, we had dinner at Epcot and something about walking around the, uh, the, the, just the the different pavilions in the evening was really cool. The lights, 
the smells of each pavilion. Um, I think that's a great way to end the night at that park. My ideal trip would be eight days, five days of parks, one park per day, and two extra to do some resort hopping or just kind of walk around the resorts because it's pretty overwhelming out there. If you, if you haven't been, the resorts are amazing. And I'd want to do an extra day either obviously at Magic Kingdom um, or Animal Kingdom. And yeah, that's pretty much what, you know, it would look like. I know I'm going out of my wheelhouse because Disneyland's my home park, but it's always great to just kind of dream and, and start to plan for my next trip out there. What do you, what are you thinking, Eric? You know, I can't argue with any of the things you've said, Liberty. That's a, that's a pretty (laughs) great trip you have put together right there. And he's a professional. Oh yes. I am a professional. Yeah. I, I, this is my, my home Home resort. I have been many times. So let me look at my reservations. Um, this is great podcasting where I'm bringing up the, the Walt Disney World app. I'm going in uh, six weeks here. Uh, really, what's most important to my family is day one Magic Kingdom. That's something that feels like no matter where you are, you have to go to the Magic Kingdom first. You have to spend a certain portion of your day there. On our last trip, we went into the Magic Kingdom and it was a crazy busy day because uh, apparently when you go during Mardi Gras, the state of Louisiana shows up to uh, Walt Disney World because they say, oh, all the uh, all those non-Louisianans come to New Orleans. Let's get out of here. (laughs) Well, we went to Magic Kingdom for just enough time to go on the Haunted Mansion and uh, do a little bit of shopping and then we left. But it's still super important for us to go to Magic Kingdom. Really, after that, I I don't have any specific order. Although when we tend to, even my giant, my whole family, we will spend most evenings at Epcot for meals, for uh, little little bites and sips, as they like to call them during their festivals. But we we plan our evenings around dinner. So we go to Epcot. We go to we head over there, if even if we didn't start there, just because it's easier to get a, a meal. There are so many places to eat something. Um, I also like to bookend my trips with the Magic Kingdom. Um, although I will note that pretty much any day I start at the Magic Kingdom, I will end up at Epcot. We we like to stay at the Skyliner Resorts now. It's mm-hmm. it's so perfect to stay near a place where you can kind of sneak out the back way. You can go down the boardwalk, enjoy the restaurants and bars that they have there, and then take a Skyliner back to, if you're not staying at one of the local resorts like uh, like Boardwalk or Yacht and Beach Club, you can take that out to uh, the Riviera. You could take that to Caribbean Beach. You could take that to Art of Animation, um, Pop Century. It's it's so great being over that way. I don't love that, that park hopping. The switch over time is 2 p.m., it feels a little late, but uh, ultimately, that's kind of the way we approach things. It, plan everything around dinner and um, start and end with Magic Kingdom. Uh, Deanne, what do you think? Well, I've actually never been to Walt Disney World yet. I do know I want to go someday, and I've always said when I go, I want to go for a lot of days. That's why it'll be great for retirement. Um <laughs> I know I'll be asking Eric for his expert opinions at that time, but what I do know is I don't think I'd want to park 
hop on the same day. I just think that sounds stressful. <laughs> and um, I would agree the Magic Kingdom is where I would like to start out for sure. And hopefully, maybe within a couple of years, I will be heading that way. Hit me up. We'll, we'll, we'll talk through it. And I wish that for you so much. It's, it's a magical experience. I think you need to go a couple times for sure. I for sure. Actually, a coworker and friend of mine way back in the 80s went, took her family there before I think she ever went to Disneyland. And she brought me back a book, um, a Disney World book and told me all about it. And ever since then, I'm like, I can't wait, even though I love Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I've been there tons of times. I can't wait to someday go to Walt Disney World and Florida. Never been there. Got to make a big vacation out of it someday. Before I talk about my order real quick, that there is something, and Eric and I have talked about this numerous times, because Eric is a stay-on-property guy, even at Disneyland. Oh, yeah. Uh, And and he's very big into the bubble aspect of it. (laughs) At Disney World, James and I went the very first time. We stayed off-property, and I will never stay off-property at Disney World again. It is not like Disneyland at all. And when you are in the Disney bubble there, it's worth it. I already know where I want to (laughs) stay. Pick if, if, if budget's an issue, pick a value resort that the, Mm -hmm. but get something that the Skyliners attached to. Oh yeah. The buses Mm -hmm. and stuff are fine, but the Skyliner is fantastic. So it's it's a game changer. Yeah. Yeah, A hundred percent agree with that because we stayed at Coronado, which is a beautiful resort. And they're, Mm -hmm. they have like a, something called the Grand Destino Tower where they have newer rooms. Beautiful. But the transportation there, it's buses. So you're mainly going to be waiting for the buses to get to and from places. And so let's just like be mindful of that. We we had to wait for a very long time. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the times weren't always accurate. And there were times when I, I just said, OK, let's forget it. And we'll call like a Lyft or an Uber service. And, and we did. But it's just something to think about when you're trying to plan your day. Yeah, yeah. on property is the way to go in this road, one hundred percent. And the Skyliner, a number, a number two attraction at Disneyland that I miss <laughs> is the Skyway, and the Skyliner reminds mm-hmm, me of the Skyway. Buckets. So, uh, for me, I guess Park Hopper. I shouldn't have said Park Hopping. So I apologize to everybody. Now that we've gotten <laughs> to the end of this segment, I guess what I meant, like, what is your park order when you go there? Because you're not really park hopping as much. So, but yeah. everybody kind of got that <laughs> as their answer. Uh, for me. I'm just like all you guys. Magic Kingdom starts and ends. It's the Magic Kingdom style park, obviously with the name, and that is just kind of the quintessential Disney experiences. Those type of parks. Then I would do Epcot, which I generally like. I haven't been there since they've done a ton of the construction stuff, but it sounds like they've got some cool stuff coming. Hollywood Studios. I felt every time I've gone there, I felt that it was the least magical of all the parks because there weren't, or there aren't a lot of attractions. They have a lot of the newer attractions, which you would think would be great. But when there's not as many attractions, every attraction is a new attraction and there's crazy long waits and just not great for me. I love Animal Kingdom, so I would do that one next. Uh, Animal Kingdom, I I could see myself going to Walt Disney World. And if the only park I could go to is Animal Kingdom, I'd be OK with that because I do enjoy Animal Kingdom. It's, it's miss- so much better than it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. And and some people, you know, I think it's people who had been there a long time ago, you know, didn't like it or whatever. But I think for for me, because of Epcot going through what it's going through and the crazy crowds and not a lot of rides in, in, in 
um, Hollywood Studios. I think Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom are the two most like fleshed out, well-rounded kind of parks to spend a, a good chunk of a day there. Well, that was another great round of discussion. Now we move on to our last question from Liberty. Put your creativity hats on. My question is, what is your dream entertainment dining package? What is your ideal dining package? And so the sky's the limit. You can include the food type of restaurant, the location. Tell us what type of show you'd like to see. And even give us some details on the type of viewing area. Like where do you want to be in the park? Um, during this dining package for the entertainment. So let's have Eric share. Just because I love to point it out, I've never seen Phantasmic. So there you go, Tag. There you go, listeners. Oh, this is the last episode of the Hub Crawl, folks. Uh, I can no longer share the the airspace with somebody who has not seen the best thing. I've seen it from afar. I've seen it from the line at Big Thunder Mountain. (laughs) <laughs> not the same <laughs> not the but, same yeah maybe it's finally time i see it in this imagination time but but liberty and and Deanne, do you know why he has never not seen it because he's used to disney world and the disney world phantasmic is the inferior phantasmic mm. there you go. yeah yeah and i mean we have really awesome attractions so if you're in line to, <laughs> to get on those attractions at disneyland i i understand <laughs> It, yeah, I, I, I mean, really, it's it's tempting, but I, I should sit down and see it at Disneyland someday. My co-hosts on my other show, The Supreme Resort, have told me many times, you have to go see it. I'll do it eventually, you probably do. through a dining package, because I'm I'm precious and I don't like to sit and wait for things. <laughs> <laughs> but... If we're really going for it, if we're going to do imagination time, what's your what's your ideal dining package? One of my favorite memories of Walt Disney World is sitting at the Polynesian Resort at Trader Sam's where their outdoor patio is. I mean, Disneyland, I love the outdoor patio. There's usually somebody playing the ukulele and singing there. It's great. There are tiki torches. It's fantastic. I love it. Well, Disney World, you're outdoors. There are tiki torches. It's a little bit darker. There's somebody playing a ukulele, and you're looking out at a at a giant lake, and you can watch the fireworks at the Magic Kingdom from their patio. You can also watch my favorite thing of all time, the electric water pageant, which is the predecessor to the uh, the Main Street Electrical Parade. I, my so my favorite thing. Well, my favorite memory from that patio is sitting there one night and I was just working on some things and and having a drink and watch the fireworks, watch the electrical water pageant go by. So the only thing that could make it better would to be a would be a dining package that gave you the luau food from the Polynesian luau. So pulled pork, all the other things, but with instead of a generic Mai Tai, the drinks that you can get from Trader Sam's, and then some better seating to watch the fireworks show at the Magic Kingdom, then the electro- electrical water pageant, and then, because we're really going for it, somehow there's a portal that takes me to the Tiki Room at the end, and I get to watch that. So that that's my ideal. What do you think, Deanne? Phantasmic would be the show, for sure. But if the sky's the limit, this is what I would like. I think it would be a blast to have a 
go into the haunted mansion in the ballroom on the dining room table with all my closest Disneyland friends, of course. And we would have our dinner there, but it would be, we would pick out what individual food items we would each like from any of the restaurants on the resort. So like your menu, you can pick uh, something from the Bengal barbecue and mm -hmm. maybe you want something from flows and, you know, combination of everything. Mm -hmm. Make your own individualized menu. But we'd be eating in the Haunted Mansion when we were all done with our multi-course meal. We would go to watch Fantasmic, private party, right down at the waterfront, right mm -hmm. on the edge of the Rivers of America in nice, comfy lounges, <laughs> lounge chairs. And uh, yeah, I think that would be pretty fun. What about you, Tag? Well, Deanne, you know, your thing sounds amazing. The only thing I think that you could make it more amazing is if you <laughs> experienced Fantasmic from like on the stage or something like that with Murphy coming <laughs> up right next to you. Uh, I just feel like, you know, dining in the Haunted Mansion and everything is just is crazy talk. But I, I love <laughs> I love the pie in the sky, like figure it all out. So that's amazing. Uh, for me, this is a great question, Liberty. I'm so glad you asked this. This is this is I would I, I don't even think about dining packages. So talking about it. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like them. Uh, we've done them, but I don't think about differences or changes or anything. So I would say probably something utilizing the 21 Royal location, which is the old Disney gallery above the Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, you can rent it now as a group of, I think, 12 people or something for $15,000, and they'll give you a five-course like personalized meal or whatever. Uh, but I want them to bring back when it was still the Disney gallery, they used to do, I think, a dessert party on that balcony where Walt and Roy's initials are, you know, are sitting there on the banister. So I feel like I want to have like a dinner served to me out on that patio and watch Fantasmic from there, which I think would be amazing. Although I heard recently from somebody that they have seen Fantasmic from that balcony and it's not as good of a viewing area as everybody assumes it is, which... Huh is fascinating huh. to me because I feel like it would be the perfect place. But Let's find that person. Yeah, and ask. Right? <laughs> uh, all right, it Liberty. It looks like it'd be great. Yeah, so for me, I think I'm right there with you, Tag. I, I love this question because these are my favorite types of questions where the sky is the limit and you really don't have any budget barriers or schedule barriers and you're just going to do what you want. And I, I thought of this question because... I thought of uh, a question that was asked of Bob Gurr, uh, who is a, a Disney legend and is still very much alive and well. And he was asked, you know, you were often asked to create things that didn't exist, Bob. And so was that a difficult position to be in? And he says, no, of course not. It, if, if it doesn't exist, it's easier. Um, and you just kind of figure it out and you go for it. And so when I think about these questions as a guest, as a child guest, I always would imagine um, my perfect Disney day. And there are things that we either couldn't do because of money, because of scheduling for whatever reason. And, 
it's always fun to think about now as an adult, you know, having the privilege to go as many times as I do with family and friends, what are these ideal scenarios and dining packages are definitely one of the things that I think um, most guests don't really take advantage of because they are really the perfect way to experience entertainment in the parks, I think. And so for me, my dream dining package would be fantastic, of course. Um, and we would also, we would enjoy this, a delicious dinner meal on the private balcony as well at Royal 20 at 21 Royal, which is Disneyland's dream suite. Essentially it was, you know, what Walt before he had passed envisioned this place where he could wine and dine VIPs and something that was bigger than his apartment on main street. And it's a place where you could host really elaborate events, um, and that, and you could just be away from the park and the crowds. And so I definitely want to have the dinner there with all of my closest Disney friends. And we would just kind of take in the sights and sounds of New Orleans Square for dinner. Um, and food, I think, would be catered by the River Bell Terrace because I really love the food at River Bell Terrace, especially now with dining packages. Actually, just they just released news that there's going to be um, new dining package and that menu sounds amazing. So I thought we would have loaded potato bites for an appetizer and for our entrees uh, we could do, you know, you can choose between the New York steak and scallops, but for me, I'd have chicken and dumplings. Um, and then with a side of roasted shrimp, and these are all things, by the way, that are offered for real. <laughs> um, for dessert, I wanted to bring back the strawberry beignets with chocolate sauce. That was one of my favorite things I ate before the park closed in February of 2020. I went out there in the spring and then the parks closed. Um, and then we finished the evening taking in the show on the balcony um, with bottomless mint juleps and some evening coffee. And I think that would be a perfect evening. Um, and then would be escorted down and my group and I, we would ride pirates and that's how we would kind of end the night with Fantasmic and just having that really cool experience at 21 Royal. <laughs> that's pretty Find great. <laughs> yeah. I want that one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're all going to come with me. Like you'll be a part of the party for sure. <laughs> well, we'll all pitch in a thousand dollars for 21 Royal and there we go. <laughs> well, I, I mean, Bob Gurr in particular, that guy, I wish, I had the energy that that guy has at 91 years old. What he's, he's my hero. He's fantastic, but um, we're, we're running, we're running out of time here. So that does it for this episode of hub crawl. We invite you to join us on our Patreon feed for some extra content. We do have some bonus topics here that we'd like to talk about because we love our bonus questions. Uh, but for today, on the main feed here, we're done. We'd like to thank our guest, Liberty. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. I love talking Disney with you all. And um, yeah, love to have be on again. Thanks. Well, thanks for your great question, too. And thank you to Deanne. Thanks for having me as well. I had a blast and I always love to talk Disney. And obviously, we all do as well. Join us next time, everyone, when we continue to talk all things Disney. Well, thanks, everyone.